Uh, now, see, I don't care about what you did down in Washington, because that's chicken shit radio. Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I'd like to thank everybody here for tuning into the show today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com, the new and improved cnjradio.com. Thank you, Chris. Uh, or you're subscribing and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. And as you could tell from uh, me not talking through the pantyhose on the microphone, it's a little bit more out, as, as you can always tell. We have a guest here in the Rock Strikes 10 studios today. You probably know who it is by now, right? It's time for another Fallen episode, so once again we have Logan back on the show to do this. Logan, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Welcome to the Deads. Another (laughs) Crawl Through the Tombs. Yes. This one is going to be very heavy on writers. A lot of writers died. Not, Not a whole lot of rock stars, per se. But that doesn't make them any less important in the world and history of music, in my opinion. That's why... I like to include him on the following episodes. But we will start off the show here with a singer, Logan. Oh. And uh, a common genre in the fallen seems to be doo-wop. And <laughs> today is no exception. They're, they are. They are waning. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't want to uh, scare anybody off the show. We've got a cavalcade of genres to play for you. <laughs> We have got because doo-wop is gonna <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of ratings in doo-wop. We, we can fast forward this, but uh, if if you'd like, I suppose <laughs> we've got some punk rock coming up. We got some metal. We got some ska. And we got hey. some yeah. So I mean, we're we're all over. Uh, Logan, I know you want to cap that beer. Go ahead and do I, it. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. All I can right, see the look right. in your eyes. Yeah. Well, that that peaked those levels. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I'll, Enjoy. I'll fix it. So starting off, like I said, with a singer from the doo-wop era. Doo-wop. And I think actually one of the better overall doo-wop acts of all time. I'm I'm not an authority, but I have enough comps and stuff. I know is what it likes now. Hitsville, USA. Yeah. This is a, from a band called The Diamonds. This guy, Dave Somerville, who was one of the lead singers of The Diamonds, so he wasn't a spare or anything, and he was in throughout the entire duration of the band. Uh, he died of cancer on July 14th of this year. Yes, we have to go all the way back to July to get to our last one. Mm. So we've got like mm. two more of these to do before the end of the year. <laughs> or one more, including this one, let's say. But back to Dave Somerville. Uh, you know, you want to hear some people that can sing. Look no further than the Diamond if you want some good doo-wop. And you know this song. If you don't know this song, you're probably just young. Like, super young. I mean, <laughs> this is one of those songs that when you call back to that decade... Like You're the a 50s, tween. Yeah, yeah, tweens will not know this song. They barely know, like, people like Neil Young, That's you know, true. at this yeah. point. But, like, names. Right. They're not going to know Dave Somerville. No offense to Dave. We, we love you. And cancer sucks. Cancer does suck. It does. Uh, but this is one of those, like I said, when, you, when you're doing a movie about the 50s or the you know, early 60s and, and you want to get that vibe... You almost have to look no further than the two biggest hits of the Diamonds. One of them is The Stroll. Yeah. And the other one is this one. Kicking off the show here today. Whoa. It's The Diamonds with Little Darlin'. Little Darlin'. Little Darlin'. 
channel cousin brucey so i can't even do my best to talk that one up you know i'll i could do howard's impersonation of cousin brucey like hur, 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 hur. so there you go that was uh i digress the diamonds with little darlin one of the iconic doo-wop songs of all time and he was the lead vocalist on that track 1957 going all the way back and staying not so far back but back far enough we get to a guy named I'm going to butcher his last name, but his first name is Buddy. His last name is Bowie, or Bui, B-U-I-E. How would you pronounce that? Uh, I'm thinking Bui. Bui. All right. Uh, this guy was Wait, a... is he French? <laughs> Not that I can... <laughs> Buddy? <laughs> Buddy? 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 Bui? Yeah. <laughs> Baba Bui, speaking of which. Uh, but yeah, this guy, he was a producer and songwriter. And he was attached to uh, a few major acts that, that had some hits in their day. And he wrote two huge songs. So uh, I'm actually going to go through those two songs, and I'm going to have Logan pick them mm. out of the two. And the coin flip? I'm the coin flip. You are the coin flip. And I, I don't think you're going to do wrong here, because I'm prepared to go either way. So I'll, t- I'll tell you what your options are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, what? what? Prepare to go either way. Yes. You need to <laughs> yes. reel that back, young man. So as as a younger producer and songwriter, Buddy got together uh, with a Bowie. Uh, yes, got together with a guy in the Classics Four. Wrote was arguably their biggest hit, Spooky. Spooky. So there's that. Okay. If we play Spooky, I've got my favorite version of Spooky by Dusty Springfield in 1970, which is a great version if you've never heard it. Yeah. Uh, he also later on in the 70s, six years later in 1976. Uh uh-uh. uh got with a band called the Atlantic Rhythm Section and they had a huge hit in 1976 called So Into You which is like soft pop heaven like I am Atlantic so Rhythm Section into or you Atlanta Rhythm Section 
Did I say Atlantic Rhythm Section? Well, uh, yeah, because I was thinking it was Atlantic Star. No, not the R&B. No, 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 but Atlantic Star, but it was Atlanta Rhythm Section, wasn't it? Yeah, Atlanta, shit. So yes, Atlanta Rhythm Section. If I said Atlantic the first time, it's actually Atlanta. Atlantic Star thought about doing it, but they probably weren't (laughs) going to be very good at it, so they stopped. Okay, but back into Atlanta Rhythm Section, the topic at hand, and Buddy Bui. Bui? Bui. So... What do you personally want to hear tonight? Do you want to hear spooky, or do you want to hear so into you? I I'm, I'm, I actually like Dusty Springfield more than Atlanta rhythm section. Yeah, the ARS. It was we could call or them. Atlantic Star. So I'm going to go with Dusty Springfield's wonderful version because I've heard it too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Great version of Spooky. All right, and that is a fucking great song. Anyway. All right, so you heard so. the man from 1970. It's the B side to Dusty's song called. How can I be sure? This is my favorite and possibly Logan's favorite version of Spooky. Third or fourth. was for buddy and that was spooky by dusty springfield kind of thought it was for me it was for you too and it was also for dusty why not why not dusty 
Lady Nin- Girl. Yeah, great version. 1970. It sounds actually earlier than that. It almost sounds like 66 or something. As good as it goes, 68, 60. Yeah. Or... Yeah, something like that. The first time I heard that was on the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels soundtrack. So you can get it there as well. Uh, it's never on a Dusty Springfield best of, but it ought to be, despite the fact that it's a B side. Uh, but anyway, we're moving on here. Uh, next guy is uh, a guy, also a songwriter, producer, and session musician. It's a guy named Wayne Carson. Now, this guy, uh, by the way, uh, he died July 20th of this year. Mostly known in the country side of things. But, you know, despite the fact that he was a country guy early on, uh, in the late 60s, he penned a very popular song of its time that actually was over with the rock crowd, more so, uh, for a band called The Box Tops. And the song is called The Letter. So oh, right, yeah. right there, I mean, that, that deserves a spot. That's good enough spot. for me. Yeah, that's good enough for me as well. So sort of like we did last time, Logan, to keep it fun and fresh here on the show, I don't know which version I'm playing in advance until you say so. Oh, I've got two versions of The Letter. I think you know which ones I'm going to ask you between the two. Would you like to hear the original version by the Box Tops, or would you like to hear the Joe Cocker version, which is an iconic live version as well? Yeah. Joe Cocker may be fine and dandy. However, I always like to lean on, if you're going to do the letter, it's the Box Tops. All right. And you know who sings lead on, on this version, right? Uh, Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> I hate that. That's always your generic. <laughs> A very young... That's a, that, that's a decades-old joke between yeah. me and Joey. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And mine is always Philip Michael Thomas when when I go Philip there. Michael Thomas. The black guy from Miami Vice. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Wasn't he in Time Out? Maybe, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, but for Wayne Carson, <laughs> we're really paying great tribute to the Fallen on this episode. <laughs> this is turning into like... Uh, the mystery science theater of dead it's, people. You know what? It's it's, it's a great song. <laughs> yeah. uh, the letter is a fantastic song. There's no doubt about it. It personifies part of yes. '60s cool garage rock. Yeah, just it's it's groovy, man. Just yeah, play yeah. it. Why don't you? And, and sung by a teenaged Alex Chilton. Here oh, is the oh, box yeah. tops with the letter. It's gonna be a big star. <laughs> Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby again Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter when she wrote me a letter Said she couldn't live without me no more Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway, yeah Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone I'm a-going home My baby used to hook me a letter when she wrote me a letter, said she couldn't live without me no more. Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more? Anyway, yeah, give me a ticket for an aeroplane. Ain't got time to take a fast train. Lonely days are gone, I'm a going home. My baby just don't me 
song that actually was from 1967 that was the letter by the box tops there that was for wayne carson who wrote that shit rest in peace wayne rest in peace brother yes uh we'll do a mention here because if it's somebody that you know we we don't have like you know audio of them performing but vagoda <laughs> oh but not Vigoda. No, he's still alive never mind well mo green died this year too we didn't talk well the character mo the guy that played mo green in the godfather oh. alex rocca oh, okay he died of cancer this year so mm. cancer's a bitch man but at least he didn't go out like mo green because you yeah. know he gets shot in the eye it's called the mo green special oh is that what that is yeah that's okay. it's you that's a that's a term used in in the mafia it's 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 immortal now anyway We'll mention a guy who has uh, contributed quite a bit to just music in general. I mean, you don't have to be a musician or a writer or producer, but you can you can make something that you can that, like music and be on this one. Uh, you can make something that makes music, like Vic Firth. Dream big, kids. Yeah, Vic Firth, the guy, Vic Firth. the the drumstick, basically. the drumstick, the Vic yeah. Firth drumstick. I mean, anybody from Charlie Watts to Sheila E to Vinnie Paul. I think I have yeah. one from the New Bohemians. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wait, should I say that out loud? I don't know. Okay. I think your inner dialogue is really outward today. It is. <laughs> so that's cool. So a range of musicians like that. I mean, that's all. That's all you have to say. I mean, it's it's a quality drumstick. It's quality. the standard bearer of the industry. And you will be missed, Vic Firth. You left an imprint on music. You died on July 26th of this year. Mm. And uh, we'll move on here. Uh, Like Wayne Carson, someone else that really kind of comes from the country world, but I'm going to put a Rock Strikes 10 spin on this one. Uh Uh-oh. Although I do actually love the song, the original version as well. Uh, But do you know the name Lynn Anderson, Logan? You know her? Country music. She died July 31st of this year. She died of pneumonia at the age of 67. She had a huge hit in 1970, and it was called I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I actually love that Not that, that I song. remember that. I, I was one. Sure. Yeah, I, I understand. I was negative nine. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you can be. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate yeah. that. It's all right. Um, bring me down. I'll bring you down. <laughs> no, but... Uh, I uh, hope this doesn't bring you down too much because nah, I, I know you're not a fan of this genre, but uh, a band you... a band that I enjoy that uh, Chris of CNJ Radio also enjoys a band called the Suicide Machines covered this song back in 2000, and I think it's a cool version. So here's a here's a punk rock take on Lynn Anderson's big hit. Unique. I've never promised you a rose garden. So here you go. This is for Lynn. Check it go out. Go for it.
All right, there you go. Suicide Machines from 1999 doing uh, their take on Lynn Anderson's I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. I like both versions for the record. There you go. For Lynn Anderson. Rest in peace. People still die in pneumonia. I guess they're just not going, well, to, the, old. They're just not going to the hospital. You know, they, they get diagnosed too late. I don't know, man. I don't know how that works. That happened to Jim Henson and that happened to Glenn Buxton of Alice Cooper. They just don't know they're sick, I guess, or they, they think, oh, it'll pass. I don't know how that works. So go to the doctor if you're sick for more than like three days. Okay? I got like at least ten years before I have to worry about that stuff. All right, all right, fair enough. So move on here. Uh, a guy that I I, I don't use this term loosely, Uh-oh. but I, I'm going to call this next gentleman on the phone list an icon. Oh, oh, it's an icon to me. He's a big deal in this household, and that that goes for Nola too. Uh, she wrote a very touching tribute actually on Facebook when this gentleman died. She wrote a touching tribute. She did actually. Okay, uh, uh, and. Uh, a lot of uh, at least a decent amount of people that listen to Rock Strikes Ten will appreciate this, so I'm I'm fine with putting it on here. I'd put it on here regardless, even if no one gave a shit. All right. But back on the same day, actually, that Lynn Anderson died on July 31st, a gentleman by the name of Rowdy Roddy Piper died, and yes, of course, the world knows him as. Uh, thank you, Logan, who's who's not even close to ever being a fan, but. Hall, of course, yes, Hall of Fame pro wrestler, the greatest, probably the greatest villain in the history of pro wrestling. First of all, second of all, even if you never watched pro wrestling and you had MTV in 1985 and you saw the Rock and Wrestling connection happening, you know, like Roddy Roddy Piper, they they have they actually had wrestling events held on MTV, and you know, did they? You said Roddy Roddy Piper smashing Cindy Lauper's oh, gold record right. over the head of Captain Lou Albano, sparking off. And kicking off the rock and wrestling thing, and that was a huge thing. I mean, like I think I actually saw that. There is there is vault footage that I've seen on some you know WWE history things, and you got like you got fucking um, Andy Warhol backstage at the Madison Square Garden talking about how professional wrestling is an art form and all this stuff, and it was crazy. And then you had people like you know D. Snyder and whatever going on MTV, <laughs> going Rowdy Roddy Piper, you are gonna get it so bad at the Garden next week. I mean, it was it was a weird, crazy mixture of the the cultures. But uh, not only did he do that, I mean, Piper's story is amazing. If you read his autobiography or you watch a documentary about him, there's plenty out there to be had. Super funny guy, and also he wound up being an actor later on. He retired uh, at a young age in pro wrestling, especially by that standard. Went Big to, stretch. Yeah, went to go do movies. Uh, starred in the great They Live with John Carpenter. The great They Live. I love They Live. Fuck you if you don't like that movie. <laughs> that movie is awesome, and uh, uh, you know at least I didn't mention Hell Comes to Frogtown, which you have to see to believe, but. Uh, it is what it sounds like. No, didn't but, know that was a movie. But I'm, you know, we're I'm a big Piper fan. Nola's a big Piper fan. A lot of my friends, you know, and I just wanted to pay tribute to him. That's it's, fine. It's my That's show. Fine. It's this fun is episode. your. This is your. But how can I possibly chicken. do that? How can I possibly do this? I don't know. Well, maybe you could I, play a Cindy Lauper song. No, I'll do even better. I'm going to play a song sung by Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh my God! Back uh, actually 30 years ago. Exactly 30 years ago, they put out the wrestling album, which was rock and wrestling, basically. It was original songs written for the wrestlers, and most of them sung on there. And then for those of the people that couldn't sing or couldn't sing a lick, you got like a Rick Derringer to come in and and do your song. So it it worked out on both levels. Rowdy actually sang his song, and it's a funny song. It's, I mean, the production is of the times. It's like Jericho. Uh, Jericho is is a different kind or of Fozzie. That's but, what I mean. But, but both Canadian guys, you know. Oh, good so, day, mate. Yeah, yeah good day, mate. 
Piper had a crazy life. I mean, he was like homeless when he was a teenager. He grew up in hostels. I mean, like he made his life his own way. Like he's a self-made man. He's a working class hero. That's why I respect the guy. Like Joe the plumber. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, you know, sadly left behind, you know, you know, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I know. I know four kids, four grandchildren. He lived a full life and when oh, he's dead and he, he beat cancer. He didn't even die of cancer. He beat fucking cancer like 10, beat? 10 years ago. What did he lose to? <laughs> I I was like it was it was kind of like a pneumonia, pneumonia thing yeah yeah or something like that <laughs> or they said he had a heart attack officially so I think it's just a lifetime of heavy living cocaine uh, well, he, apparently that was what was going on back in I the day I think that's why I don't remember this yeah it was going on back in the day but yeah he died of I'm heart just attack. kidding I really didn't no but cocaine. a lot of guys from that generation it catches up to well them. yeah I mean you could be clean for twenty years does and not then explain one... Aussie's existence <laughs> yeah I know. Ozzy's uh, uh, otherworldly, like Keith Richards. Keith Richards. But, you know, one day you just, your number's up, you know. Hey, man. That's, what, that's the price you pay Get for your the pink life slip. you The price you pay price for you the, pay for the life you lead. Yeah, exactly. Ain't that the truth? Wait, uh, high five me on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You yeah. came up with that one. Yeah. No, I didn't come up with that. Yeah. I just passed it along. All right. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, so, before I play this song, I got one other. I was talking about how he beat cancer. Uh, he actually talks about how much of a you know how, of a godsend his fans are to him. Basically, and I actually took part in this ten years ago. There was a poll on the WWE site, basically saying we're going to bring back one of the legends to be on the pay per view because uh, some this one guy needs a partner. So who do you want to be his partner? And one of the choices was Roddy Piper. I voted for Roddy. He won the poll. Why not Hulk Hogan? If uh, fuck Hulk Hogan, but uh. <laughs> It, regardless, Piper wins the poll. So when you go on, you're going to take part in their event, they put you in for a physical. He was like, if I hadn't taken that physical, I wouldn't have got my cancer diagnosed early uh, on. He had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which has killed many people, oh, even yeah. just in rock and roll or show business. Yeah, yeah, He's like, if I hadn't had that physical, I would be dead. Yeah. So if the fans hadn't voted for me, the fans saved my life, legitimately saved my life. I think that that's really super cool. Yeah, it's a great story. Don't don't even don't. don't. So without further ado and build up, uh, is a fun song. This this song is actually called "For Everybody," but the way you have to listen to it is the way he wrote it intentionally was actually just "fuck everybody." So when he says "for," he's actually saying "fuck." So there you go. Here's Roddy Roddy Piper with "For Everybody." <laughs> Oh, I'm in a 
right, there you go. That was for the man, Rowdy Ready Piper. That was for everybody. You can find that officially on the wrestling album from 1985. And if you partook in Record Store Day this year, you could get a nice, newly mastered vinyl of it Ooh. that got released. I'm not one of the, the fortunate that, that procured that, but I actually know some people on, on that might be listening that did. So, good on you. I'm jealous. Moving on here. Me too. More writers. guy named Billy Sherrill. S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L. He was a, a country guy, much like a lot of other people here on this right, episode. Right. He wrote a ton of songs uh, from Johnny Cash all the way down. He was a songwriting machine. Right. And I think probably looking through, I looked through his entire roster of songs, I don't think there was a bigger song that he wrote than Stand By Your Man. Yeah. He wrote yeah. that song. He God. co-wrote it, co-wrote it with Tammy, actually. Tammy Wynette wrote it with him. I was going to say, I remember that name from somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, this this guy, a uh, mailbox, this is one of those guys, when the mailman shows up, he's like, hell, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are people in this world that have the convenience of going to work by walking to the to the uh, post office box and just being like, all right, clocking in. Sweet. Clocking out. Clocking out. And Billy Sherrill was one of those guys. And good for you, dude. Hey, let's just do what I've been doing pretty much on this whole episode. Oh. No need to play Tammy's version. We've heard it. Why don't we do this? Do you have a punk rock version of that, Joey? I have more of a metal punk version of it. And I know I've played this on the show before, but I, I could play this on every episode. I don't think most people would get sick of it. This is a duet between Lemmy and Wendy O. Williams. Nice. This is Stand By Your Man. No need to turn it up. It'll turn itself up for you. Here you go. <laughs>
right, there you go. I, I don't. I, I, I'm assuming that Billy heard that version at some point. I wonder what he th- would love to know what he thought of it. I'm sure he was initially just horrified. What fucking shit is this? <laughs> yeah. so, that may have been his first thought. I don't know how many checks he got from that, but who knows? Yeah, you know, he, he might have gotten five bucks. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But anyway, he would not. I'm sure he did better with yeah. the Blues Brothers yeah, than, he, he, than that. yeah. So yeah, great scene by the way in the Blues Brothers where. <laughs> Just to calm the uh, chicken wire crowd down. But uh, anyway, uh, this was originally going to be a mention, but it definitely does. Uh, let's just play a song, and it represents the guy. And I, you know, as Logan talked me into it, but not much talking into when it comes to something like this. So Ooh. we're going to talk about uh, an, an icon in his field and in, in oh. the horror genre, horror movies. Wes, oh. The great Wes Craven. Yeah. Guy who started all the way back in the early 70s and basically had a hand in being a trailblazer in what modern horror movies are today. Because, you know, before guys like him and uh, Bob Clark, who did Black Christmas, and, you know, John Carpenter, who did Halloween, before those guys came along, horror was more of, you know, the Hitchcockian type stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Hammer films, yeah. Hammer came around in the sixties, like 60s. right after that. When it was kind of cheeky, but Technicolor, you know. it was the real bright Technicolor but it was cool. era. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, love Hammer. It's, it's a lot cooler. Too. It's a lot cooler now than it probably was back then. Yeah, yeah, but like just and, because of that that tongue in cheek element to it. But yeah. these guys went raw. I mean, like yeah. there was no there was no buffer for no. what kind of fucked up things that you could do in a movie because these were all indie films yeah. so you, there were no rules like Wes Craven you know apparently he, he was brought up very well in college grad, you know graduate and you know uh, Those uh, are the mo- he was a quiet guy yeah, he was I, he just took out his trash I didn't see him do anything else <laughs> yeah. he's the most fucked up person yeah. on the block probably he, he um he said something to the effect, I saw a documentary on him, and he goes, you know, the first major thing I did was The Hills Have Eyes. Right. Uh, not The sorry. Uh, was Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left, And yeah. he goes, I had all these, like, up, uptown, artsy kind of friends, and he goes, when, when my movie came out, they I really, they kind of stopped calling me. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, this, these movies are fucked up. Like, And if you go to The Hills Have Eyes after that, and there's, like, hardcore rape scenes yeah. in it, and it's just, like, it's really yeah. uncomfortable, and, like... Stuff that makes you not want to take vacations, and and that's the kind of stuff that he and that's the stuff that that eighties horror, yeah, and all the way up films, to now, like they do that now still. They're yeah. still ripping them off. They they were yeah exactly. So, yeah. but you know, and of course the man that invented Freddy Krueger, yeah, who, yeah, and there's there's plenty of documentaries to find out the history of all that, and that there's there's layers of. Like the fact that it was based off of a real life article is is crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's not about the killer itself. It's about some kid in South America oh. who uh, claimed that he would die in his sleep. And there's all these little elements from the original movie that were in the article he read. They found that he had been uh, boiling coffee under his bed, and all this crazy stuff, sleeping pills all over the place, you know, or like anti sleeping pills. Caffeine pills, I guess. Anti-sleeping pills? <laughs> yeah, caffeine pills. Oh, okay. So, uh, but the, when they finally, when the kid finally calmed down and the parents finally got him to go to sleep, he dies. So, he's like, what if what, there was actually what, a force oh, that, that did that? And that's where that's he got bad. the idea from. So, the fact that he got it from something like that, I think, yeah. is really neat. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and he's one of those guys that would, would build his mansion and it would be really like, neat that a kid died. <laughs> well, you know, it's fascinating. <laughs> There's, there was no, the story behind it yeah. is... is yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, moving and, on. And finding out that like when he, <laughs> you know, he got his mansion from his millions of dollars. Right. And he's like, you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to have it look too much like a horror museum. He goes, but you got to have the Freddy glove on the mantle because yeah. it really built the house and you should pay tribute. So at least he never forgot where he came from. It's like that commercial where the person comes in with the faucet and says build the house around this yeah, <laughs> yeah. here here's the glove build sure. it around that yeah, pretty much yeah so and uh so you know you're probably like i think i know what song oh, going to represent here i wonder what song joey's gonna play so here's the fat boys with are you ready for freddy no i'm just i'm kidding <laughs> although i, Wait, I do you have that I, I actually do have that yeah why so. didn't you play that you didn't even tell I, me i would have like i, I, I sure you would have <laughs> You would have I mean, suggested that. Who am I kidding? I who actually, am I kidding? I actually love that. I mean, who who's not going to love Robert England rapping? But you can go look that up for yourselves. Maybe I'll play it on a future Halloween episode. My so. hand is raised. Yeah. So, of course, uh, Wes Craven, who had nothing to do with the terrible Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 sequel, but they actually got him back for the third one, Ooh. which was one of the finer horror sequels you will ever watch if you ever intend a sequel. Part 3, Dream Warriors. No, 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 no. You mean... Dream Warriors! Alright, it's a sing-off now, so into that. No, it's not. Good luck, Don. Yeah, this is docking. You're on the clock.
right there you go. That was Dokken, of course, from 1987 with Dream Warriors. The I think theme. Don, Don wins. <laughs> yes, he does. The theme to Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors. And uh, Don actually is in this Nightmare on Elm Street documentary with George and Jeff, and it's called Never Sleep Again. And he goes, people still come up to me at every show and ask me about Dream Warriors. Why didn't you play it, man? He's like, I can't <laughs> sing it anymore. Like he's like, I cannot really do that anymore. Like it's way too. I far. just faked it. Yeah, he can't just fake it. He dude. says he can't do it. It's fake it. So that's what he's. That's what I, he says. You know what? I'll 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 give him ten dollars to fake it. Yeah. I believe Dream Warriors, wasn't that um, a bonus track on like Beast from the East or something like that? Yes. Or, or Back from the Attack? It was one of those. No, no, no. It was added um, to it, like, you know, because... A back, back from the Attack. Back for the back Attack. Back for the Attack? Yeah, it was a bonus track on there, <clears throat> wasn't it? I swear it was added I think to the end m- of it or yeah. on the cassette version or something. Yeah, or? yeah, something like that. That and sounds that, right. Yeah, all right. That's so. where we started to fall, fall you know fall apart yeah a little bit yeah yeah we sort of like broke up a little bit yeah. i blame the press i do yeah all right uh moving on here logan's gonna uh peek down again on his oh, interest no. here but um no no uh, i'm gonna talk about a guy named rico rodriguez oh. who died on september 4th of this year wait who is he with he was actually uh, a member of he was in the horn section of the specials oh, I saw which him. i know i know yeah okay yeah. yeah i know you're not a big fan of this era but i well, am and I'm going to dedicate this one to Chris of CNJ Radio because I know he's a fan as well. Rico actually, uh, not just a member of the specials, although he played on some of their bigger songs, he had solo songs as well. He right. put out some singles, a handful of singles, back in the early 80s. So I'm going to play one right now. It definitely is in line with those first two specials albums. It has that same vibe, the the third wave ska Britain. So here you go. This is Rico with Jungle Music.
Right, there you go that was rico with jungle music from 1980 one of his bigger singles the only like i said only like a handful of solo songs but it matters to me so that's why it's on the show <laughs> so all right we're gonna move on here speaking of uh other things that matter to me uh, i'll probably get trashed for this more than anything that i put on the show and that's saying something especially from logan uh, i'm gonna talk a little bit about this guy named frederick green also known as dennis green he was a lead singer uh, in, a, in a band of many lead singers, uh, but a band that I, I have to give it up for, and they're they're considered a novelty. Little you bit. Van Halen? No, no, no. Uh, this band's kind of considered, uh, you know, in some circles, probably a joke or a novelty at best. But I I will always give it up for them because they introduced me to the songs that they sang. The first time I heard these versions were by Shanana. So he's a, a prominent member of the band, not not one of the spare members from later on, you know, like the casino version or whatever. This is the arena version of Shanana. So I think it ought to count. Arena version. And plus, this guy has probably the most screen time of any member in Greece. You know, when they're playing the fictional band sure. during the dance. Not not a huge Greece guy, but you know, it's important. It's like being in Menudo. Oh come on, it's better than that. Uh, eh, it depends on where you come from, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But I will always give it up for Shana and uh, like <laughs> I said. So uh, here is uh, from one of those arena shows back in the 70s. Here's a live version of the song that he did sing prominently, okay. lead vocals on in Greece. So here is Shana with Tears on My Pillow. <laughs>
There you go. Strictly yeah. for me, right? That was um, that was shot on a <laughs> was shot on a uh, with tears on my pillow with the lead vocals there by Frederick Dennis Green. Uh, died September fifth of this year. Fuck cancer once again. Oh, I thought it was pneumonia. No, that's like half pneumonia, half cancer this time. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I was reading his bio. You know, like I said, when I I'm when sure I it's do pretty solid, when man. I do these fallen things, I yeah. read I read their wiki page to see do. if they do I anything. This guy was like a massive like college graduate with honors, law student, taught law like post Shanana, and was entertainment lawyer and like a bunch of other different profession lawyers right. and all right, that. Right. But yeah, you know he kept busy and you know good for him. He, good he, for him. You know it seems like uh, he had a he had an out. So you know good for him. Yeah, yeah. So all right, moving on here, we're going to play some more rock and roll music. Mm. Uh, this guy over That's here. That's impossible. <laughs> this is our last entrant here, and we're going to end with some rock and roll. Uh, much to everybody's appreciation. I appreciate you <laughs> hanging in there with me tonight, especially you, Logan. Uh, L- Logan's been acting like he's going to appear on the next episode, I'm but like as an entrant and not as a co-host. <laughs> so please don't go home and kill yourself, Logan. I already, uh, already made flower arrangements. Wow. Uh, well, if it was this band, it would be the Black Flowers and the Black Wreaths. Uh, I'm going to play you something uh, by The Damned. They, they had a, a member, and not an original member that died, but yeah. this guy is an important member. A guy named Bren Merrick. He was a, a member of the band for the albums Phantasmagoria and Anything. So the mid-80s era, which I think is mm. some really solid stuff came out of there. Still waiting on my cassette, Music Land. Yeah, yeah go ahead and tell that story. Let, yeah, let's, let's... I ordered the cassette for Phantasmagoria. I don't know, 1988, 89. Yeah. Still waiting for my phone call. <laughs> Never got it, huh? Never got it. Wow. That's cool. Maybe it's still on a boat somewhere. I didn't want it anyway. It's probably still on a boat somewhere. That's still. It's probably one of the. It's probably been crushed underneath one of their music land stores. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Well, um, and if it's not an original member, then Marianne won't be terribly upset. I think uh, actually she. Well, they played a fun, fun, fun. Oh. Not okay. too long ago. Uh, I don't and know. And I caught the end of that set, oh. which I was told I was a fool for. Because I was watching, well, because I, I missed some of it. Who did I, you? Who did you see? I don't remember. I, okay. I, I don't remember who. But uh, Randy was trashing somebody on his show because it's uh, probably me. It might have been you. Well, someone he said someone he knew, and I, I don't think he mentioned you in here. He mentioned someone else, but he said that they would have totally trashed me. But he, he's not. He's not opposed to it sometimes. But it's all in fun. He said that somebody went to go see Spoon. Oh, that was me. Was that you? Maybe that was. But he me. mentioned someone else too, and he goes. Dude, they're from fucking Texas. <laughs> like, yeah, but these fucking spoons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Over the dam. I remember that because <laughs> I had never seen spoon though. Well, 
So but they're I, from Texas. Just fucking wait. <laughs> I had never seen Spoon, and I watched the end of their set, and then walked over and watched the end of the damn set. Were you aware However, that the damned were playing, or was it like, oh my oh, gosh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, playing. yeah, I knew, it yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew that the damned were playing, but I had never seen Spoon before. So I caught some of their set and then walked over. It's not like I didn't see the damned. I know, I know. I mean, it's like saying... It's your life. You know what? Marianne watched three songs of Slayer, then walked over to see Odd Future. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean... So, I mean, you know... Women and Slayer don't necessarily No, but women and Odd Future don't really go together either. You know what I'm saying? Slayer is definitely more of a man cave. Uh, well, let's get back to the because dance. the misogyny of Odd Future is right in line. I'll confess, I know nothing about Odd Future. Odd Future, okay. Tyler, the creator, and all that stuff. The no. hip hop. No, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I like them in their own right too. But it, you know, of course, it's anyway. It, I'm. I don't want to take over. Okay, I've already bogged down a little bit. <laughs> so, but I know who I know who that real person was, because at least I. Walked over and watched some of the damned halfway through the spoon set. Anyway, the damned were good. I I, I liked them. Yeah, they they, they were. I, of course, I liked them. I'm a big fan. And but I think this guy wasn't even there. So he, I, I don't know if he was playing for them at the time. I mean, no, fucking but, no way. He's dead now. This is weird. This is turning into a weird trend. Like uh, <laughs> on the last episode, I played Anthrax, but I played them on the second to last episode because it just tied into the theme. And on the previous episode here, the Thanks and Giving episode, I played the Damn Thanks for the Night, and now I'm playing the Damned again because I didn't even realize. Because they're dead. It. Yeah, it's just. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to segue into the hey, song here. But you know hey. what? Here's a here's a really cool song from the Damned. Right. What's it called? This is called Anything from the title track from the 1986 record. Here's a really great song from the Damned called Anything Something Whatever Joey Said.
that was anything by the damn doc. I'm sure you, I know I enjoyed that way more than the last talking segment. <laughs> I apologize for that. That might be the worst segment no, you're fine. in the history of the show. No, it's not. There's right. probably worse coming up then. Well, cancer is definitely worse than most things. So. And pneumonia sucks, that too. Was, uh, another cancer victim here. Bren Merrick, rest in peace, who died uh, September 12th of this what'd he year. What do you do? What do you do in the damned? Uh, he was the bass player. Bass player. Actually. Ooh. Yeah, he came in. Uh, the guy and the guy. It's like the Michael Anthony of fucking the damned. No, the guy that left um, went to go play bass for UFO, <laughs> which you know those I've bands. Heard, you know what? I those bands that now. go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> UFO. Eddie Trunkle. Hey, me. Not, uh, forget yeah. Eddie. Me. Yeah. Me. Okay. So, I love both those bands that equally. That fruit doesn't fall far from yeah. the tree. But yeah, Anything's a cool record. You should definitely check it out. It's from 1986. There's also, in my opinion, speaking of UFO, they covered the same song, Alone Again Or. We weren't even talking about UFO. We, we, we were. Okay. So, on Lights Out, UFO cover Alone Again Or, and right. then on and Anything, then, yes, the damn co- do an amazing of, cover of Alone of Again anything. Or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go watch that video, too. We, uh, me, and, me and Randy, I think, were geeking out over the fact that when whenever the end of the song and the last strum of the guitar, the plane just like goes flying by right. on the thing. So so well done. Anyway, yes. Very I can't wait to hear what Randy thinks of this. Yeah, cool story. Yeah. No, I love the damn. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> All right, and we have. Uh, I've been accumulating even more of these deaths. Oh wait, uh, there's going to be. We have honorable mentions, don't we? Um, on the next one, we'll have some more honorable mentions. Oh, I thought our we had... honorable mention for this episode was Vic Firth. Oh, okay, that was it. Yeah, that okay. was it. I didn't really right. see anything else that. Jaja Gabor. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I can find Green Haze by Elvis Hitler, then we'll play it. Well, she's still alive. Was she the but, one uh, on Green no. Acres? Was it Jaja that was on Green I Acres? I, I don't know. Or was it her sister? I don't know. All right, we'll talk off the air. But I was this. hoping that that. <laughs> Never mind. She's not dead anyway, so it doesn't. Matter. I hope. I got at least one person to YouTube Green Haze. I was, I was trying. I, I was trying to push that along. Okay, uh, we're gonna and go. Abe Vagoda. That's why I mentioned that earlier. We're all just on vacation right now for Thanksgiving at this point. So, I hope all of you hey, are everyone. as well. Yes, hello. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here tonight. Please go to cnjradio.com. Like I said, the new and improved cnjradio.com for movie reviews, wrestling show reviews, and all Rock Strikes 10 episodes. Movie reviews. Oh, Chris has been killing it. Mostly horror movies. Japan's treating them good, huh? uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we. Hey, we, cheers up there, Chris. Yeah, yeah, we're we're. I think we're chat. I think we're skyping tomorrow. Skype. Yeah, and then we were we were uh, we were actually having a conversation on Messenger during Survivor Series. It was crazy. Survivor Series. It was a WWE pay per view. Oh, okay. Yeah, Never mind. So, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It it, it made my night. So, what's up, Chris? Uh, anyway, but like I said, everybody goes cnjradio.com. Tons of fun stuff to do on there now, plus the links to the Twitter, the iTunes feed, Facebook, and all that jazz. Uh, he takes great care of it now, so awesome. And another extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for our wonderful permanent outro here on Rock Strikes 10. I talked to Pete on the phone the other day, too. That was a lot of fun. He's, he's, I bet it was. He's a cool guy. It's the first time I ever talked to him. And What's his band? Space Beard. Space Beard. Yeah, they're from New York. Yeah, he's from he's a Brooklyn guy. Brooklyn, yeah, love Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I can't say enough nice things about those guys and the amazing outro. So we'll get to that, and everybody else, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Cheers.